Hey everyone, hope you're having a good week. We're diving into movement today on the podcast, but some very specifics around movement that you probably haven't heard before. So it's a really good episode that we're going to dive into in just a minute. But before we do that, I did want to let you know that I have a workshop coming up on February 15th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called Sleep, How to Get It and How to Keep It All Night. So I've been seeing so many things about women really struggling with sleep. And it is the number one issue that my clients have when they come to me. And I get it because I've been there probably the two to maybe almost three years after my surgeries that went wrong, I struggled with sleep. First, it was, you know, uh, PTSD related um, and having an ostomy bag and not being able to sleep because I had to get it multiple times a night for that. And then after that, um, when things kind of settled down after my reversal surgery, my cat ended up getting sick and had to be up with him at night for a while. And so it really set me on this horrible course of not getting solid sleep through the night. And so when I was at a place where I could actually do it because I didn't have an ostomy bag anymore and my cat um, had transitioned, I was still struggling. So I really have, you know, dove deep into personally working on that problem for myself and getting back to a solid seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And it's just, it's, and more important than you could possibly realize, not just for your hormones, it really is at the foundational level of good hormone health. And I'll explain all about that in this workshop, but it's also for other parts of your health, for your lymphatic system, for your mitochondria, which is our powerhouses of, you know, our, our cells and, and really our energy. And so it's so many different areas that a lack of sleep can impact, you know, from your heart health um, to really any kind of autoimmune disease, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really important to be able to get good sleep. And I know that this gets harder as our hormones shift post 35. And then of course, having more sleep will negatively impact our hormones in a horrible cycle that we get caught in. So that's why I put together this workshop because it just feels so good to actually get good solid sleep each night again. So I'm going to share with you all of the different things that you um, can do to help support your sleep. And it's really not just one thing, right? It is big lifestyle stuff, um, but also foods and certain supplements that can really help. And then I'll also show, share with you the number one thing that throws off sleep for women post 35 and what you can do about it. So if you're interested in that, there are limited spots available. Again, it is on February 15th at 12 p.m. You can go to the link in the show notes to grab your spot now. If you can't make that time, of course, we will send you a recording. So um, hop on that before that gets full. And what else do we have going on? That's the big news for now. I have some other great things in the works that I'm going to share with you soon. And of course, some really wonderful episodes coming up. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I recommend you do that right now so that you don't miss a minute of all of the cool things that we are doing and all the cool guests that are coming on here and all the information that you get. And don't forget, if you haven't left us a review, we really appreciate. If you will, any kind of review, hit the five stars, whatever. It's so helpful for the podcast and helps us continue to grow. And so I really appreciate any time that you take to do it. I know it takes some time. So 
yeah, it's so much appreciated beyond what I can even um, tell you right now. So, all right, on that note, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. Today, we are diving into what I think is a fun area, but I know can be triggering for some women because of past experiences with exercise. Maybe when they were young, um, they were sort of forced to do something that they didn't really enjoy. um, Or, you know, the idea was always weight loss and the focus on that. But we know how important, and I always go to the term movement, right, rather than exercise. We know how important movement is for the body that we evolved to move our bodies, right? And that unfortunately, we are not tending to move our bodies as much as maybe we should be or that our bodies really want us to be. So we're going to be diving into all of that today with my guest. Donnell Arthur is a movement therapist, orthopedic exercise specialist, health coach, and online fitness teacher with over 20 years of experience. She specializes in helping people recover from injuries and helps to improve their mobility, flexibility, strength, and agility in every class she teaches. Donnell is the owner of Age Defy, an online movement therapy studio that offers live workouts on zoom feel better movement therapy programs and over 100 online workouts she is passionate about helping people recover recover after injury and has experienced making a comeback having bounced back stronger than ever after two hip replacements with her unique blend of expertise and experience donnell is dedicated to helping people feel better daily through their her movement therapy and fitness programs you can learn more about her at her website agedefyme.com or follow her on tiktok at move young live young welcome thank you yeah so yeah so glad to have you here and talking about this subject that is both um exciting I think for a lot of people and also daunting for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um so let's actually dive into the hip replacements aspect because as we were talking about before we hopped on here a lot of women are going to have some surgery at some point in particularly I'd say you know in that midlife region right whether it's you have to c-section from you know giving birth or whatever other thing happens. So how did you, A, end up having to need those hip replacements and then move back into moving your body afterwards? Um, Okay, so I had a C-section 12 years ago with my son. After that, I had to have another surgery because the C-section, the scar tissue had wrapped around the nerves and I had to have a nerve entrapment surgery. So I had two abdominal surgeries within a two year period, if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the time I still was teaching all my yoga classes and doing all that stuff. You know, I owned studios in Denver at the time. So I still had to, you know, 
take care of my son and do all the classes at my studio while I was still trying to recover from both surgeries. Mm. Now, did that cause my hip replacement needs? I don't know. Nobody knows why my hips needed to be replaced. All I know is that around age 40, I started being like, what is wrong with my hip, my left hip specifically? What is wrong with my hip? And you have to remember by this time, I'd been teaching yoga for 12 years. I had taught hundreds of people how to teach yoga. I just kept trying to fix my hip and it just wasn't, it wasn't, nothing was happening. And then I started going to chiropractors and then I started going to massage therapists and acupuncturists and rolfers. I did everything I could to figure out what was wrong with my hip before I finally got the dreaded MRI. And I was hit like a ton of bricks on what they said. At the time, my left hip had an acetabular cyst, grade three arthritis, a torn labrum, a torn gluteus medius. I mean, I was a wreck. And this was after also a year of adventures that I'd spent with my best friend where we did four uh, days on the four pass loop in Aspen, Colorado. We ran a 16 mile mountain race in Alaska. And my hip, this was right before I found, I'm coming back from Alaska, I found out about my hip, right? Mm. And so I just wasn't prepared to think I was going to have to have my hip replaced. Yeah. Time, there, were no, there was nothing on Google about a yoga teacher needing her hip replaced at age 40, 41, right? So I was just alone. And I will tell you, for the first time in my life, I hit a three month depressed period. I could, I lost my identity. I lost everything I thought I knew I felt was wrong. I felt like I'd led hundreds of people down the wrong road. I just couldn't believe it. I really had an identity crisis. And so one day I just remember so being so upset. And then I finally was like, oh my goodness, I don't know who put this thought in my head, but it came in my head and it saved me and it said, if this is happening to you sooner or later, it's going to be happening to other people. And fast forward, you know, I'm 48 now, fast forward eight, nine years late, later, guess what? It is. I have so many people now in their young forties reaching out to me going, I, they just told me I have to have my hip replaced, you know? And so I'm so thankful for my hip injury. I'm so thankful that I, I did this because I wanted to serve a certain group of people that I felt needed me because I really needed somebody at, during my time and there was nobody. So I became that person for everyone else. And that's what saved me. And now I get to help all these other people. So with that said, I decided to, I at the time, all I, I visited nine doctors. I, I didn't just, I visited right. nine doctors. And all of them said, you're not all of them. The ninth one is different. Okay. So we'll get to the ninth one, but okay. all of them said, you're too young. You, they won't last forever. You need to eat. I mean, I'm telling you, every one of them suggested get a career change, consider a career change. Cause at the time I was a full-time yoga teacher. I owned like five studios in Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you need to consider a career change. You really need to take it easy because you cannot have surgery. You need to hold off for as long as you can. And I could not take their advice. I was just like adamant not to take their advice. And I knew they were going to give this advice to everyone else. And I could not do it. Mm -hmm. So I went to work. I stopped teaching yoga and I went to work. I took foot therapy classes. I took mobility classes. I took every, I decided to stop learning from yoga teachers and start learning from every movement specialist out there. So during my pain years, 
I started to learn from Edo Portel and um, functional range conditioning, mobility, um, lymphatic health became a passion of mine from Stop Chasing Pain. So I basically went and got all these certifications and all this experience of doing different movement while I was trying to figure out when I was going to have my hip, hip replaced. Yeah. And I create and through that I took the little pieces that were feeling good to me and now I've created this whole program that is you know what I did was I'd spent years trying to fix my hip and what I what I did was I stopped that I stopped trying to fix my hip and I went to work on the rest of my body mm. and I went to work on my mind not through like stay calm but more like accept this accept it right now because if you don't you keep fighting against it you're never going to rise above it and that was the voice in my head and and uh now i am to where i am today and i had my left hip replaced uh may of 2019 and i had my right hip replaced on january of 2020. okay wow really close Yes. So I didn't even know my right hip. I will tell you, I just told this story the other day. My third doctor said, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're right. You're not getting out of this life without your right hip being replaced either. And I remember tears just rolling down my face in the doctor's office. And I just thought he was so mean. And I really walked out of there just angry at him. And, but he was right because as soon as my, and, and even my ninth doctor said, you need them both replaced, you know, you need them. And I said, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, so it's, I did, I felt like my right hip was never in pain, but as soon as my left hip was replaced, oh my goodness, my right hip was so painful. Mm -hmm. It had been like holding all of that because the left hip couldn't handle everything. Yeah. Yes. So my doctor had actually said I was supposed to have my right hip replaced at three months after the left. I had begged him to do both at the same time, but yeah, he right. Yeah. But I just wanted to get, I, and I just thought why not? But yeah. anyway, he wouldn't. So left and then three months later it was supposed to be right. But I was just feeling so good. I had my life back for the first time in so long uh, that, so it was actually a lot farther apart than mm-hmm. it was and initially you're planning mm-hmm. on doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, do you feel like yoga was a part of this? You know, I think everything is. I think there's nothing. I don't think we heal in one way. That's the reason why I don't just teach lymphatic health. That's why the reason why I don't just teach yoga. That's the reason why I don't just teach step flow or any of the thing. I teach a million classes. My my philosophy is this. I think that you need to move new and weird every day, not just for the body, but the brain as well. Mm-hmm. And and so I my clientele, we never do the same workout twice it's never yoga every day it's never one thing every day it's something different every single day Mm. um and in that way you don't rest i don't believe in rest days i believe if you need a rest great but i even i have this thing this theory of even if you feel like you need a rest do one song of movement just one song of movement every day Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like doing a workout do one song of movement turn on your favorite song and just do some age to five movements, you know, scapular rotations, mm-hmm. T, pull. I mean, just this movement therapy stuff that we do, do one song and I'm good. But I just, I believe movement is the medicine for the brain and the body. And when I say the brain, keeping the brain young and active and energized, but as well to be able to change your mind around a story. Mm-hmm. If I didn't change my mind around my hip pain and my hip definition, 
there's no way I'd be sitting right here right now. I would have taken those doctor's advice and taken it easy, gotten an office job, and I would not be the Donnell I am today. And I am so thankful that I changed my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for people to recognize, you know, I always say this on the podcast, um, despite the fact that I had a surgery go wrong, my first surgery go wrong, and that led to multiple surgeries after that, you know, we can't, I think we get into such black and white thinking in this culture right now of, you know, that's all bad and this is all good. And the reality is everything from my perspective is somewhere in the middle, right? And that it's best when we understand that, like you said, it's like you contacted and worked with all of these different types of people, right? You did rolfing, all of these things. And then to try all those things and be like, okay, this wasn't quite enough for the situation. And it's, it's okay to have a surgery, you know, that use the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. instead of getting into this mindset of really putting yourself um, in a box and maybe inhibiting your healing path by saying, oh, that's bad over there. You know, it's like, just explore, right. And trust yourself, trust yourself ultimately to make that best decision for yourself. To be honest with you, I wish I wouldn't have done the whole chiropractor and rolfing and massage mm-hmm. thing. Oh, I spent a lot of money mm-hmm. for pain relief that not nobody can give to yourself but you. And that's when I changed my mind. I just said, I have got to figure out a way to help people relieve their pain through their own body. Because, right. you know, you my clients can wake up in pain. And before maybe they met me, right? Wake up in pain and, and wait for their massage appointment or their chiropractor appointment. Live, but one song of movement therapy can also relieve that pain. And if you can be that resource for yourself, you don't have to rely on any one person. I'm not saying anything of that's bad. It's great. But what it also, at the time I was losing my hips, I also started losing my business in Denver. Mm-hmm. So my finances took a major hit. Yeah. And then there did come a time where I absolutely could not afford chiropractic visits or massage therapy. And so then that made me very compassionate to other people who didn't have the resources to do that. And I felt like it was my responsibility to give people of all income brackets a chance to feel pain relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah do that for free is learn how to move your body yeah yeah well it's the whole empowering people situation Mm -hmm. versus saying you have to rely on me or someone else in order to get better absolutely so when you after you had the second hip replacement how long was it until you were able to start doing movement again Oh, well, so this is very important. I believe that let's go back to like the surgery. What it, someone's a doctor says you have to have a surgery. Mm-hmm. To me, let's just call it joint replacement surgery because I can only talk C sections and joint replacement mm-hmm. surgeries. Those are the only two surgeries I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk. You go to the doctor and you've had this hip pain for a couple years, and the doctor says, "Oh, you're going to need your hip replaced." I do not believe that person should go right into a hip replacement right away. I think that what they should do is something called like a a prehab. They should get their mind and their body and their lymphatic system functioning so well before they ever go have that surgery. Like, I think they should spend at least three months, at least 90 days doing work 
before they have a surgery. The other thing is, you have I, I say this, and it's a, a saying from Martha Graham, who is a dance choreographer. Mm -hmm. She says, movement reveals all. And that is part of my coaching method. We are in our position for a reason. And if you do not reveal what that reason is, right? So I will tell you, I spent my whole life walking like a duck. I have very hypermobile hips. Mm -hmm. I was a yoga star because my hips could move in ways that most people couldn't. Right. That is not a good thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, but I was too young mm -hmm. and too addicted to everyone thinking I was such a good yoga person because my body, the way my body moved. But what I'm saying is you have to reveal what got you in that position in the first place and start to rewire it a little bit and mm -hmm. get things ready. So like, I can just tell you about a recent client of mine. Her name is Victoria. She's an orthopedic surgeon's nurse. Her husband is an orthopedic surgeon. She needed a knee replacement, but she wasn't ready to have her knee replacement. So she started with me at age to five doing zoom classes. She wanted to keep playing pickleball. That's my whole message. When they told me to sit on the couch and take it easy and get an office job, I decided I needed to figure out ways to keep me moving and keep me in the job that I love. Mm -hmm. So Victoria heard me say that somewhere and what she loved was pickleball. So she wanted to be able to play pickleball until she had her knee replacement surgery. And that's what she did. You know, she mm -hmm. played pickleball and now she just had her knee replacement surgery. She's already back in classes and it's just, it's awesome. And so that's what this is all about. You, uh, you know, you have to come back. You have to get your body ready before the surgery. Mm -hmm. And then you have to do your rehab. And I'm not necessarily the rehab person. I am more the post-hab and, or the prehab and the post-hab. Mm -hmm. Rehab, I'll leave it up to the physical therapist, right? Mm -hmm. That's physical therapy work. But what I do is physical therapy work too, but it's before and it's after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Victoria used me for her rehab, but that's because we've worked together for a year before she had her surgery. So she felt comfortable with me returning to rehab. But I'm just saying my claim to fame is pre and post. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. interesting because there, you know, is uh, some of the fertility experts that I've talked to, holistic fertility <laughs> experts, really talk about that three months before you're, you get pregnant. And it's the same idea of prepping your body, right? And this is a little bit, you know, more focused on maybe gut health and things like that. But it's the same idea of you really prep your body because A, our bodies are amazing. And the more that you support them in that time before you go into something that's going to change your body on some level, the mm -hmm. more that it's going to be able to handle that and then... I don't want to necessarily use the words bounce back, but the more that you can get back into movement and things like that after it's over without having to wait a long period of time. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I love that that correlation. I say at least give it 90 days, like mm -hmm. get, mm -hmm. find out you need a repl joint replacement and then give it 90 days. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, find out what you can do. Where, where, where does it lie? Because Another thing that I love to say, and it's from my coach from Stop Chasing Pain from Lymphatic Health, he says, where it is, it isn't. Where the pain is, it isn't. And we need to find it. We need to find where it started from because it's all connected. But where the pain source is, has usually come from something below it or above it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it can you explain actually, because people <laughs> may not know about the lymphatic system, they may not understand functional, you know, movement. Can you explain these things? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not 
I don't have a script, right? I, I explain things through motion. I explain things in, the, in, in a class filled with my community on a Zoom class and, you know, and all of a sudden I'll just say something and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm explaining this really well. Yeah. But I will tell you that the lymphatic system and learning about the lymphatic system and truly believing in the, the reasoning behind you, you have to focus on it is just true in my life today. So it, it was during, before, way before I even had the hip replacements, right? It was like soon after I found out I needed my hips replaced, mm -hmm. I went and studied with Dr. Perry Nicholson because his name was Stop Chasing Pain and I had chased pain forever. So I was like, I think this is meant for me. And so I went to Texas and I was sitting in a gym filled with personal trainers. Like I didn't know what I was getting into, right? chiropractors because he's a chiropractor mm -hmm. and he walks into this gym full of full of like personal trainers like i'm talking gym people right yeah. and he, i was the only yoga person in this room and he walks in and says i know you guys are all here to learn how to you know help your clients lose weight and how to help them do this but if there's one thing you can take from today's course it's you need to find out about the lymphatic system. You need to start training your clients on a healthier lymphatic system. And for some reason that went inside me and I came home and went down the rabbit hole. So I explain it as the lymphatic system is, is the system that helps everything just kind of move along. I don't love to say detox and all that kind of stuff, but it is a part of your toxic system. And, it, and when it becomes stagnant, that's when you age. I think if your lymphatic system is stagnant, that is the, the signs of aging. Okay. So, um, the lymphatic fluid is a fluid that needs us, us to do it. So the blood flow is constant. That just happens. We can increase blood flow through movement and breath work, but the lymphatic system has no pump. You have to be the pump for the lymphatic system. And the way to do that is the way I do it. There's many ways, but I only do through movement, mm -hmm. um, massage, tapping, right? Flushing, mm -hmm. and then moving, pumping it, right? So we go, so if I was just going to do like a little bit of, I, I touch the whole body and we, we get to know it, but let's just say I don't do full body lymphatic in all my classes, but there's a lymphatic series in every one of my classes because I think it's that important. It mm -hmm. could be so many ways, but let's just take the chest. So I would just go fingertips. I lift the chest in my fingertips. I teach them, I call it lymphatic breathing. I want their ribs to open with their inhale, right? And then I want them to feel that energy. And then we go a little harder, faster, and then we tap and then we flush. And if it's anything above the heart, we're flushing down. If it's anything below the heart, we're pulling up, right? Mm -hmm. And that stimulates our lymphatic fluid to start to flow. And that flow is... I, I don't, I'm not for sure why you don't want to use the words back, bounce back, but I'm going to tell you, I feel like it's helping me bounce back. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing or trigger anybody, right. but I really right. do feel like I've bounced back mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, because I have a, I, every day I am stimulating my lymphatic. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really important from, you know, the perspective of a lot of what I do with clients is working on gut health and then, you know, essentially whatever you want to call it, metabolism or detoxification, right? Everything, a body has to break down everything that comes into it, metabolize it, detoxify it, move it out, you know? And the lymphatic system is something that is overlooked a lot in that process, right? It's one of our dra major drainage pathways. And that is what I see it often in my practice too, that gets backed up 
so often, right? And it's not something that's really focused on enough. And so I love that that's a component of it because, um, yeah, you can sort of do all the other things. And if the lymph isn't moving, you know, we, we know, you know, that when the lymph gets backed up and it can be really bad down the road, you know, it can, it can lead to breast cancer. It can do all these kinds of things. And so it's like, yeah, this has to be a part of the whole, you know, focusing on the whole body and and really make things move. Yeah. Inner and outer. Like I, I am, I teach uh, exercise. It's funny you said that because I never use the word exercise barely ever. I do it just sometimes people just don't understand what I'm saying. So I'll say exercise, mm-hmm. but movement is, it's movement therapy. It's movement yep. medicine. It's yep. just movement. Yep. Inner movement, outer movement is they're both important. Mm-hmm. So tell us about functional movement. What is that? Oh, I don't know what functional movement is. I don't do that. I oh, just I thought you said that earlier about functional mm-hmm. movement. No, okay. You said that, and I was like, mm, oh, I wonder where that's coming from. Sorry. I don't, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't do functional movement. Okay. I uh, I focus on yeah. I focus on foot therapy, mm-hmm. um, joint health. Mm-hmm. So you know, every joint has its job, and I want it, that joint to be able to do its job. But because you've connected through the muscles of the joint, you know what's going on, right? Um, Thoracic spinal mobility, rib movement, Mm -hmm. and lymphatic health. Those are literally like the six things that I focus on. And all of my classes, even though they're all have different names, all six are focused on. That's the only repetition. I, that's the only thing I focus on these six things in all my classes. Like I taught step flow today, which is age to five step aerobics. We do it barefoot because foot therapy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then brain body connection through the feet is one of the most powerful things that I think the world is missing out on. The fitness world is missing out on. Um, and so step flow, we did lymphatic breathing. Mm-hmm. We did, you know, joint health, even for our hands and our wrists and our elbows. So everything I've created focuses on those movement therapy components. And that's, that's, that's my functional movement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can you um, dive a little bit more into the joint aspect? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's such a common pain, especially as women start to get into their forties. I see it a lot. Yeah. I mean, you keep asking me questions. I could talk for hours, so I do, <laughs> and I am so talkative. But um, joint health is a passion of mine because I had unhealthy joints, right? right? right. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, so that there, it all begins in the feet. Listen, if your feet, if you do not have foot, foot stability, if you do not have, I mean, if you don't learn how to, if you have a bunion and you don't know how to work your feet with the bunion, if you don't, it, you've got to get the feet working. And I. That is how we have joint health. So mm-hmm. you know, every class we're working on joint movement, right? To increase the range of motion in every joint, mm-hmm. to increase the stability and mobility of every joint and to create the connection of mind and body through the joint movement. So those are like four joint things that I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. But if the feet can't support the joint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If the feet, yep. mm-hmm. To me, it's it's foot therapy all day, every day first, and then you start working in the joints. So, um, you know, ankle mobility, your ankles need to be mobile. So your feet, you need foot stability, ankle mobility, knee stability, hip mobility, sacral stability, 
thoracic mobility, scapular stability, shoulder mobility, right? Mm-hmm. So what I do, knowing the science, the, the body knowledge of the joints and what the joints need, we we create that. I create scapular stability. I create shoulder mobility. The problem is, is that um, you can't just train the joints to be what they're supposed to be. They need range of motion of both. They need to be able to be stable, but also mobile. Shoulder blades for the shoulder blades are meant to be a stable joint, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we've we've loaded them as they're one. We're not engaging them through everyday life, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Stabilizing them through everyday life. So you have to have a teacher like me that's like reversing the office on the back right? and on the posture. And then the, the shoulder blades get stuck. And when and you think when they're stuck and there's no movement in the scapula, that can lead to pain all over the body mm-hmm. that no one's talking about, right? right. So to me, even though the scapula is meant to be stable, what it's not meant to do is be stuck. Yeah. So I move the shoulder blades a lot in my classes. Makes sense. So I have to ask, what do you think about weight training? alongside mm. all of these things. I yeah, I'm super curious. <laughs> well, if you followed me on TikTok, you would know how many people get so mad at me about my thoughts on weight training. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So of course I weight trained my whole life. I am an exercise scientist. I started my career at 20 in college as a, per- a trained personal trainer and a, a certified personal trainer and aerobics instructor. So I've been a personal trainer since I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I am now 48 years old. So that's 28 years of being a personal trainer. Right. And um, I believe in weights, but in a different way. But before weights, I believe you need to test your joints. And if your joints cannot support your own body weight, then there's absolutely no way you should have an external load as a strength training option. And that's what gets me in trouble on TikTok because on everyone's been told, oh, when you get in your 40s, you start losing your muscle mass. You got to lift weights or you're mm-hmm. just, and it's bull crap. Excuse my language, but it really is. I think it's very irresponsible for anybody that's saying for people to go and lift weights in the gym without doing mobility and body weight strength training first. And that is, mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. So, I do have a strong program. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I even got back into lifting weights with my clients is because my clients who have been with me for so long, they started saying, what about weights? Should I go and start lifting weights? And I didn't want them to lift weights with anybody but me. So Mm -hmm. I created a strong program. So once a week, we lift weights. Okay. That's it. But only if they pass the test. (laughs) Which, do you want me to show you the test? Yeah, show it. I'm in my jeans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is what I call tiger position. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you at least cannot do tiger and hold this, Mm -hmm. and then also get yourself out of tiger, and then to be able to stand up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without any joint pain at all, Mm -hmm. then you can take my strong program. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's what I wish everyone would do. I yeah. really think you have got to be able to support your toes, your ankles, your knees, mm-hmm. your core. Core is not just here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I would 
flopping my belly. I was keeping front and back strong. My hands, my wrists, you know how many people I put into Tiger and they're like, oh, my wrists. They didn't even know they had wrist pain. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but they're lifting weights in the gym. Right. Like, right. Yeah. 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 No, it makes sense. It's It becomes <laughs> one of these things that is so popularized that is four steps later than yes. a lot of people are at. Yeah. No, I, I can really see that. And, and how you can really damage your body, especially if you go in trying to lift too heavy of weights too quickly and you don't have that stability. What? If, yeah, me, I didn't have stability and I'm out there, you know, teaching CrossFit style classes yeah. and weights like crazy. Yeah. And so when you ask, was it yoga? I don't know. What if it was right. weightlifting with my hypermobility hips? Oh, what if point. it was that I taught two yoga classes and then went to the gym and lifted weights and then also did a hike that I love to do, right? right. What right. was just the combination of all of everything? Yeah, yeah. When I started thinking of like, I snow, I was a, I was a almost an everyday snowboarder for 10, 12 years of my life as well. And I mean, I started thinking like this, wow, hips, you really gave me 40 great years. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for those years. Mm -hmm. I would, I would change nothing. So if somebody wants to blame me because of my active lifestyle for my hips, I would rather have been active the way I was for years and have my hips replaced later on in life than take, you know what I'm saying? Take it easy. Absolutely. No. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it too, right? Because I mean, as your whole approach has been to look at that situation, not as this life ending or career ending situation, but something to deepen you into who you are and what you do in this world and supporting other people. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Thank you. Let everybody know where they can get in touch with you. My website is actually hbyonline.com. I have two websites, but it's hbyonline.com. Okay. And so reach out to me on hbyonline.com. You can also, I have a private Facebook page. It's called Aged by Studio Bodyability. That's really where I do most of my communication and coaching just to the masses that, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then my TikTok is Move Young, Live Young. And it's not just a TikTok page. It's really a TikTok studio. I coach a lot. I do three minute coaching videos and I also show what my training does. If you go to my TikTok and you see some of the ways I move, you can't move like I move until you put five, six years into what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I only show what's possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I also do a lot of coaching and stuff. So I really love my TikTok page. So if you love TikTok, go there. <laughs> yeah. And that's a great way for people to really start to understand more deeply what you do and and how you how you work and train so very cool well thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information with us today